welcome to In Conversation With by The Lancet Global Health. My name's Nina Putness. Today, we're talking to the authors of our paper in our January 2022 issue, which is published online today. This paper looks at the role of multidimensional poverty in antibiotic misuse, with a focus on self-medication and non-adherence to antibiotics in Kenya, Tanzania and Uganda. So today we're talking ultimately about antimicrobial resistance or AMR. This is the increasing risk that microorganisms, so for example, bacteria, viruses, protozoa or fungi, continue to grow in the presence of antimicrobial treatment. In other words, the medication designed to treat those infections stops working. This is a major problem around the world as antimicrobials are overused in human and animal health or in agriculture. In 2019, it was estimated that almost 5 million deaths were associated with AMR, with almost 1.3 million directly due to drug resistance. This is only likely to get worse as valuable antimicrobial medication continues to be overused and misused globally. There are lots of factors that increase your risk to exposure to drug-resistant microorganisms, including where you live, your socioeconomic status, your health or access to quality healthcare, your age or your ability to buy antimicrobials over-the-counter, an issue in many countries. The paper we are discussing today looks just at antibiotics, i.e. medication for bacterial infections and the role of poverty. And I am here today with two authors of this paper, Dominic Green and Martha Mushi. Dr. Martha F. Mushi is Senior Lecturer of Microbiology and Immunology and a Consultant Clinic Mycologist at Catholic University of Health and Allied Sciences and Uganda Medical Center in Tanzania. She has research interests on epidemiology of infectious diseases and diagnosis approach for pathogens of public health importance, focusing on the fungal infections and antimicrobial resistance. Dr. Dominique Green is currently a research data specialist at the Digital Curation Centre at the University of Edinburgh, but she co-wrote this paper as a postdoctoral fellow in data science and statistics at the University of St Andrews with the holistic approach to unravelling antimicrobial resistance in East Africa Consortium. Her research interests span poverty, gender and intersectionality. Dominique and Martha, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome. Thank you, Nina. So three African countries, Kenya, Tanzania and Uganda, are the setting for your research. Could you start by giving us some background on antimicrobial resistance and antibiotic use in these countries? Yes, this estimate of losses from antimicrobial resistance pathogen disproportionately affect the world's poorest and most vulnerable population in low- and middle-income countries, including East Africa, where the study was conducted. The reasons why it is such an issue is because infectious diseases has remained the leading health problem associated with high mortality in East Africa, like in many other low- and middle-income countries in the, in the world. The problem has been now complicated by the elevated burden of antimicrobial resistance, which is driven by different factors, as you have 
we've mentioned before, including the overuse and the misuse of antibiotic in both sectors of animal, human, and agriculture. We know that resistance to commonly used antibiotic is prevalent in East Africa. For example, our preliminary findings from our project has shown that around 45% of patients with UTI have antimicrobial resistance pathogens, and partly this can be due to the availability and the easily accessibility of antibiotics, both in health facilities, but more in community drug shops. Several studies have also found that self-medication is really common in Africa. For example, it's really common for people to obtain prescription-only antibiotics from drug sellers without doctor's prescriptions. From our own industry client survey, over 85% of patients with UTI symptoms in East Africa obtained antibiotics from community drug shops without doctor's prescriptions. And most of the biological drivers of antimicrobial resistance in pathogens are known worldwide. Therefore, our consortium, Hatua, investigate the drivers of antimicrobial resistance that are much less understood. And the drivers included the cultural factors, the socioeconomic drivers, and the clinical drivers that could be playing a part in shaping the way people source and use antibiotic. From these and future studies, we hope to gain holistic understanding of antimicrobial resistance in East Africa and use this data to probably reduce the misuse of antibiotic in the region. Thank you, Martha, for setting the scene. Dominique, this research assesses the role of multidimensional poverty on antibiotic use. Could you describe what you mean by multidimensional poverty and discuss its links with AMR more broadly? So most often when we think about poverty, a lack of money often comes to mind. Poverty encompasses more than this. And we know that because the poor themselves have defined poverty as much more than having little money. And there's no one indicator that can truly describe the true reality of poverty. So when we say multidimensional poverty, we're considering the many overlapping disadvantages that one can suffer simultaneously, like a lack of adequate sanitation, no clean water, and little education. It was important for us to assess poverty multidimensionally in this study rather than rely on income because in low and middle income countries, income is something that can be harder to measure where people might not have regular wages. It becomes a poor proxy to measure socioeconomic status. Now, poverty in its many dimensions likely plays an important role in the AMR nexus. So, for example, underfunded Public health care might promote antibiotic misuse. The prior sanitation we know increases the risk of getting bacterial infections, thereby increasing the likelihood for the need of antibiotics. And while there is some evidence on the relationship between dimensions of poverty and antibiotic use behaviors, the evidence is limited, particularly for African contexts. And oftentimes, one indicator is used to measure poverty. And from our own reviews, we found that that evidence can be contradictory. Some studies have suggested that low education is positively related to self-medicating. Others have suggested that more purchasing power was associated with self-medication. So not only have we tried to address the simultaneous measurement of multiple dimensions of poverty, we're adding evidence that helps our understanding of social inequalities of antibiotics misuse and AMR in lower middle income countries. 
And turning to the results in this paper, so you look at antibiotic misuse through self-medication, i.e. antibiotics not prescribed by a clinician and non-adherence. So, for example, skipping or not completing a full course of antibiotics. Could you describe your results to us and comment on why your findings on poverty and, and different dimensions of poverty are so important? Yes, our findings were really interesting, and we were fortunate to be able to conduct a mixed-method study. The quantitative findings highlighted that when we controlled for age and sex, self-medication and non-adherence to treatment was more common amongst the least deprived patients or those who were relatively better off. When we took into consideration other factors like work, familiarity with antibiotics, and ability to afford healthcare, we did find that the effect of deprivation on self-medication was reduced. However, the odds of skipping a dose was inversely related to deprivation, meaning that the least deprived were most likely to skip doses, and this was a consistent finding. This was similar with our not completing the course measure. It was more common amongst the least deprived when we factored in those socioeconomic and attitudinal factors. Our qualitative data came from in-depth patient interviews and community focus group discussions. This really rich data helped to contextualize the findings from the quantitative analysis. Across the poverty spectrum, respondents were able to identify constraints to optimal antibiotic use. So for instance, the least deprived often cited time constraints, and there was a perceived inconvenience of the health service that was provided as a reason to obtain antibiotics without a prescription particularly for those with work responsibilities. The associated costs of visiting healthcare centers, like the loss of a day's wages, travel, and even consultation costs have encouraged patients to self-medicate with antibiotics. These findings are really important because in a way, they are challenging what we think about poverty and antibiotic use behaviors. So there are structural issues facing all patients, no matter their poverty status, and that's where we should focus. That's so interesting. And given this perhaps surprising inverse relationship between poverty and antibiotic misuse, what are some of the actions you suggest that should be taken to manage these issues that you've found? Well, it's really important for us to not blame specific groups for the patterns we uncovered in this paper, nor should there be interventions targeting these groups to improve their behaviors. Our study highlights that their behavior is not irrational, but situationally rational. Policymakers need to be aware that antibiotic misuse and the AMR crisis is not just poor people doing the least optimal things, for instance, because of of a lack of knowledge. We have found that no matter the poverty status, people were likely to self-medicate due to one, the perceptions that the public health systems are inefficient, leading to wasted time and money, and two, it's easy to get antibiotics from other sources like via drug sellers without a prescription. So subsequently, policymakers need to increase the efficiency of the public health care system that decreases the likelihood of seeking least optimal solutions. Thank you, Dominique. Some important messages there. 
Now, Martha, turning to you to discuss antimicrobial resistance more broadly, this paper looks at one element of AMR, which is antibiotic misuse. We know, of course, and this has already been mentioned, that AMR is really complex and linked to lots of other things like access to clean water and sanitation, as you mentioned, Dominique, vaccination, quality and safe healthcare, exposure through misuse in agriculture and in animals and livestock etc. So many of these may be differently associated with poverty. How do these and any other related factors interact with those you have looked at in your study? Uh, thank you, Nina. Yes, antimicrobial resistance is very complex, and there are many different drivers of antimicrobial resistance with many different levels of the pro- to the problem. But also, it is important to understand that antimicrobial resistance is likely to vary by context, and not everything that drives risk to antimicrobial resistance will also drive anti- antibiotic misuse. Your questions highlight a need to consider structural factors, not only on poverty measures, but also its roles in driving AMR. Example, poor sanitation and lack of clean water are measures of poverty which also drive infection risk. These two structural components of poverty are included in our analysis of the published paper. While other previous studies have shown that poor sanitation and lack of clean water is associated with high multi-drug resistance rates, in our study, those who are most deprived means those with poorest sanitation condition and lack of protected water source were most likely to adhere to the antibiotic regime, meaning they were more likely to use antibiotic properly. So we found an inconsistent result and that the most deprived groups are more likely to follow optimal antibiotic use patterns. However, due to their poverty, they may be most likely to suffer from the consequences of antimicrobial resistance. As Dominic has mentioned, our qualitative work addressed the patient's perceived issues with healthcare, of which perceived poor quality healthcare was a key driver for antibiotic misuse, regardless of the poverty level or poverty status of the patient. It may be true that areas with higher density of poverty may have poorer quality health care. We haven't had the chance to explore all these relationships in details and take into account differences in the context in our study population, but we are planning to do so in other papers from the same project data. Thank you, Martha. Now, for our final question, opening up a little bit, the concern about AMR is mounting globally, and correctly so, with this increasingly being seen as the next or already present pandemic. If you could ask global policy and decision makers to change perhaps one thing to reduce the risk of AMR, what would that be? The issue of antibiotic misuse, uh, Nina, is multi-sectorial and its need-coordinated approach to reduce the overuse and also the misuse of these antibiotics. Our study takes a glimpse into a very large uh, problem. From our analysis, we have found that being relatively educated about antibiotic and knowing best practices are not completely reducing the least optimal antibiotic use practices. So we really need to put more effort into improving the structure around people 
people, including improvement of health sectors, to become more friendly to users, which can be done by availability of universal health insurance for all that is coupled with improved diagnostic structures and reliable supplies of antibiotics. All this will reduce the health services inequality, and we believe that this is more important and matters much more than educating people about the right thing to do. Absolutely. Thank you, Martha. Thank you so much to both of you for joining us here today. So you can read more about Martha and Dominique's research online now at thelancet.com. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of In Conversation with The Lancet Global Health. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you usually get your podcasts. <laughs>